Welcome to episode number 28 of the Illini Basketball Podcast here on July 25th. I, I don't know if it's – I guess it will be uploaded on the 25th, so I can say that. Uh, first part of the uh, episode today will be a little bit of coverage on what has happened since the last one, which I don't even know when the last one was. Was it in June? It was in June. June. Uh, I want to say middle of June. It's probably been over – it's probably been five weeks. June 29th is one. what I'm being told. Okay, well, not Quite over five weeks. Well, it's been, you know, over three, so there you go. Gotcha. Close enough. Uh, so I guess last time we did this was before the House of Pain uh, TBT tournament, which did happen. Uh, very interesting. I didn't watch very much. I watched uh, part of the first game. I watched a lot of the Carmen's Crew game, and then the third one I didn't – I forgot about that. So. I was probably in the same boat. I watched the first one. Um, watched, watched a lot of the first one. The second one was a great game against Carmen's crew. And then the third one, I played golf, so I didn't have a chance to watch it. But they got – they were down like 30 into the Elam ending. And it's ugly. I heard, I heard they came back quite a bit um, and made it a game. Uh, the Elam ending was kind of cool, I thought. But um, especially in that Carmen's crew game, uh, Illinois hit a three right before the four-minute mark. Well, Illinois – Dom hit a three because Dom carried – Illinois well um he uh is quite a good player he should be in the NBA soon I would believe but um I saw Adam Miller posted that uh he has always called the State Farm Center House of Pain so uh officially not gonna call it the farm anymore guys I'm gonna call it the House of Pain anything is better than the farm okay (laughs) that is the worst thing that's ever happened in the program other than John Gross probably yeah yeah, but uh, yeah, they beat Carmen's crew, um, who was the home team, the defending champs. So that was cool to see. Uh, it was just nice to see basketball, um, and you know, got to see Felice play. Felice played really well. I think he was second in rebounds overall for the whole tournament, um, averaging like nine point two or something. Uh, so Felice still doing you know what he's always done. Um, I did see Io tweeted out that he was feeling kind of sad that the NCAA didn't postpone the tournament. The only problem is that uh, uh, I don't know when they would have postponed it to because unless they did something like this with with a bubble and you know it's like only letting guys in that that are in it. I I don't see how anything's going to be ran right now. So. No, I think it'd be very hard, especially it's not a professional league. They're not making boatloads of money um, yeah and, and if you got tested positive your team was kicked out so yeah. um i think they ended up kicking out like three teams or something uh i did have a buddy say ask if i was going to break down these games like we do for the illinois games um it was nice just to kind of watch the games and not have to take notes and do all that stuff so i, I really enjoyed it it was fun to watch um a lot of people were saying that dom needs to get his jersey hung up in the house of pain now i.e. the farm um no but but no it was fun to watch um and uh i really enjoyed it well the ncaa has run horribly so there was no way that they were ever going to even be able to do a tournament this summer which sucks but let me let me think about this real quick so the big 10 is doing conference only for football right that's what they have said yes do you think that's going to happen in basketball I honestly, I don't even know if we're going to have basketball. Okay, here's my thought right now. Okay, this is July I doubt 25th. we have football, honestly. I think we'll have football, especially in the SEC. But for basketball, I think that we'll have a semi-normal season because it's less players on each team. 
It's not going to be until November. They could even move it back to December probably if they had to or January. I think it's doable in that way um, because I think that here's another problem that I think the NCAA faces, which is they don't have a commissioner for each sport, which I think they desperately need. That would be a right. lot easier to figure out everything. You don't have one guy at the top, which is Mark Emmert, who's a dumbass. I mean, that's just <laughs> how it is. Uh, sure. And the NCAA has been run horribly for years. But I think basketball is doable. If they do do conference only, you're going to have to move that to probably 20 to 22 conference games, I would say. Uh, and I doubt there's going to be fans there. I mean, we don't know what everything's going to look like. Because, you know, come – college basketball season that'll be after the election which i think is going to change some things yeah uh, in terms of the way that states are doing things because i think a lot of times they're doing things for trying uh, to hold, election hold things reasons. back sure yeah. but i don't know it's, i just yeah. figured you know do you think that there's a chance that it's conference only we'll see i guess yeah i, I mean abbreviated schedule maybe um but i who knows honestly. you could play non-conference games you could play non-conference it, games against teams that are close to you Right, like DePaul. Right, Illinois could get a free win against DePaul, but yeah, uh, but yeah. yeah. Also, uh, Illinois beating Carmen Screw. I know we kind of got off that, but uh, St. Aaron Crafthome, he apparently uh, is retiring from professional basketball. So, after 17 years of having Aaron Craft around playing against Illinois, it was nice that Illinois sent him home. So, yeah, that was good stuff. Very, <laughs> very well done. So. Looks like they made some offers, uh, it appears. Um, Kendrick DeLuna, I don't know who that is, but. Uh, yeah, these first two guys are 2023 20, guys. There's not a lot of info on them, um, but uh, they they were the offers that had been made in the last couple of weeks. So I just threw them on there, keep their names, you know, on, on the list and see what happens. So, um, yeah, Kendrick DeLuna, Wesley Yates, uh, Coach Coleman is – the head guy on both of them. Um, so 2023 guys, we got a long time before them. Yes, we do. Uh, you also have Colin Smith who has gentry with him. And then he has also has an offer from Kansas. So no chance he's coming to Illinois and Michael <laughs> Trigg, who's a two sport athlete played both football yeah. and basketball. Yeah. Michael Trigg class of 2021. He is a four star uh, tight end and a three-star basketball player. He has 49 offers right now in football. So. Well, he's not coming to Illinois, I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, no. Uh, they, they think he's going to Auburn, but like I said, just throwing those out there, offers that were made, uh, if anything picks up, there's an uptick on them. We'll let you guys know. So, so I don't know how to pronounce this name. Chiku. Uh, Alex Chiku, yeah. I think. We talked about him last time. We've talked about him a little bit. Um, decided to go to Alabama for bat. I'm talking about basketball guys. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't sure Alabama still had a basketball team, but, uh, yeah, he was a guy that Illinois was looking at. He ended up reclassing to, to this year. So he'll actually be eligible to play next year. But, um, Illinois was looking at him, ended up, he went to Alabama. I think he, I think Illinois made his top like seven. So, Another loss for the class of 2020, but we keep going forward. Top kids leaving Illinois, huh? So uh, that's interesting. We have, we've talked about this in the past um, because the number one player has left already for the class of 2021. Um, Trey 
Pettigrew announced that he was going to go to Arizona to Hillcrest Prep, um, who in Trey, we talked about him last podcast. He's the number three player um, in 2022 in Illinois. So back to this, you know, are they going to play college basketball? You know, are is Illinois going to have high school basketball is, is the big question. Uh, IESA just came out and said that there will be no fall sports for junior highs for junior high. IHSA was making their decision yesterday, I believe it's supposed to be out next week. So um, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to see a lot of these kids packing up and moving. I know that this has always happened in the past. You know, some of the top players go to, you know, Vegas to, you know, Finley prep or whatever, and they go to Hillcrest. I just wonder if we're going to see a lot more of it now um, with everything going on in, in Illinois, leaning towards not having sports at all this year for high schoolers. So um, kind of hard to make your, you know, show off what you can do if, if you can't play. So I think that uh, this will happen a lot because let's face it, this state sucks. Uh, that's all I have to say about that. I'd rather go to Arizona too. I think that there's also way better places to play outside of the state that have less risk to it. Um, like playing in Virginia mm-hmm. or Florida, even though Florida is a weird state, we'll be honest about that. Uh, Arizona would be a good place to play, I guess, I suppose, even though, you know, everyone's, talking about their spike in cases which that's another topic for another day i'd say but uh yeah i I don't blame anyone leaving illinois i'll just say that no it's just it'll be interesting to see if this pandemic causes more kids to do this because i i see a lot i think that's i mean i think we've talked about but why ihsa is kind of holding off because they don't want kids leaving but uh they're the writing looks like it's on the wall that there's not a good chance of any sports. IHSA is run about as poorly as the NCAA, so we'll see. Yeah, it's not very good. Uh, I'm sure this next next topic won't get me going. <laughs> yeah, uh, CBS put out a thing. Uh, three of their writers uh, just to talk about who their who they thought their next big time coach would be, and our boy Brad Underwood was Kyle Boone's pick. Um, David Cobb picked Mac, Matt McMahon of Murray state and Matt Norlander picked Mark Pope of BYU. Um, he he kind of mentioned in, in it, how, you know, Underwood's had this kind of late rise in D one basketball. Uh, he took his first job at Stephen F Austin uh, at age 50 Underwood's now 56. And uh, they, they really, he really thinks that, you know, Underwood is that guy. The question is uh, if he does get to that guy, does he stay at Illinois or does he move on? So Illinois has been in that spot before with Bill self, but um, definitely, I mean, Underwood, I don't know if it's the recruiting or the coaching. Um, I'm only more towards recruiting uh, has definitely helped build a program. His first two seasons were not very good, but uh, last year's team was fun to watch. Should have made the tournament uh, next year's team. If we have basketball, they're going to be fun to watch. They should make the tournament. Uh, if Io and Kofi come back, uh, they have a really good shot at being a top seed in the tournament. So, um, yeah, I, I just thought it was a good article um, about Underwood and maybe becoming the next big time coach, as they say. 
So his his recruiting is good, even though I think a lot of it is his staff is also very good around him. Sure. Yeah. Uh, his coaching is average. I, I'm I not say. sold. I'm not sold on his coaching yet. And I and I, I mean, we during the season we talked about it a lot. I, you know, they everybody talked about how he changed. You know what they were doing, but it helps when you have Kofi Coburn in the middle being able to just stop anybody that comes inside. So I don't know. They're going to have to adapt without him if he doesn't come back. And I feel like it would be the most Illini thing ever if there's no season this year. They got this great team it's going to look like, and then it's not yep. going to happen. Uh, I got to uh, say, I've never heard of um, – Yep. Uh, Kyle Boone. I guess I've seen him a couple times on Twitter, but uh, I like the Mark Pope pick of BYU very much. Um, yeah, it's a lot better pick than Underwood in my opinion. But of course, <laughs> I'm skeptical a lot of times. I'm not sold on Underwood yet because I haven't seen him coach in the tournament. I'd like to see that first. It's sure. not his fault that he wasn't able to coach in the tournament this year, which he would have, and because they were a lock. I mean, they were an absolute lock to make the tournament, and they probably would have won the tournament. But that's another, you know, another right. thing to talk about. Um, I think the opinion of Underwood from people outside of Illinois is far different from what people inside think. Uh, like, if you look at what the fans think, which how much do you really want to put stock into that? Because a lot of times fans have these knee-jerk reactions. I do the same thing. Um, no. But I think the national, <laughs> I think the national opinion of Underwood is he's a, great a lot different. It's a yeah. lot different from the people inside. I agree, but I, I always felt like, and it might be all fans of college sports or, you know, whatever, but I always felt like Illinois fans were harder on coaches than than a lot of spot, you know, other places. Ooh, a lot of times they need to be. I mean, look at this program. I don't know how the hell they've never won a title. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, after, you know, the, the 05 season, it it was on a slippery, slippery slope, so um, – the best coach they've had in the last 15 years between the three of them is Bruce Weber by a lot, I think. Oh yeah. And the fact that they got rid of him is just showing how inept this program is. Yeah. I mean, but I don't think it was, I don't think that was, I think that was the AD at the time. Oh yeah. And then you go to, you go from him to some guy who made a run <laughs> in the tournament with Ohio. I mean, how did you not know that that was going to run the program? Into the yeah. Ground? Well, and then you know Thompson, he uh, he hired him, and then he hired uh, who's that football coach he hired? That was Tara Beckman. So he, the football program is he, like 10 I, times I think worse. he thought I think he thought he was going to find a diamond in the rough, and it ended up not being a diamond. It was still coal, you know. So yep, that's uh, sounds about right. <laughs> so uh, next up is AJ Casey getting an offer from Michigan, and you put this here because I don't like Juwan Howard and Michigan stealing players, which they absolutely do, and they are recruiting They're, violations to be written all over it. All kinds uh, coming so. very soon. So yep, yep. AJ Casey, uh, best player in Illinois right now, I believe. Um, yeah. So I just threw that in there because I know you would love to hear that. So. I am thrilled to hear this news. Yes. The, hey, even better news. You ready? Yeah. Tyler Underwood coming back for his sixth year. I couldn't be more excited about that. <laughs> like, he's such a key player, you know, for the team. The minutes that he puts in at the end of games when they're winning by 30 is just so good. 
Um, I mean, I kind of like the minutes he puts in, you know, with 10 minutes left in the first half, you know, and that was lets, fun too. Let's a guy put six up on him real quick. So that but, was fun too. No. Hey, good for him. You know, he gets to come back, put, be with his dad one more year. So um, I think Illinois has a lot more depth this year, or they will have a lot more depth. So I don't think that we'll see him as much as we have in the past. I would agree. Um, he, we didn't see him a lot last year. The year before, he played minutes that uh, he shouldn't have ever played. But yeah. Um, yeah, but guys are working. They're back on campus. So uh, there's been some pictures of Adam Miller on campus. Season's going to happen. Word is that Io has been on campus working out. So just trying to mess with us. Yeah. Kofi went home. Io came back. So I don't know. But those are. Those are things that we're going to try to get some more information on. All right. So that is the end of the first part of the podcast. We're going to send it now to an interview uh, with Ryan Evan at Illini Pulse Rye on Twitter. We're going to interview him, and that'll be the end of the episode. So if you enjoy, we'll see you for that momentarily. One and joining us right now, middle of episode 28, the second part, Ryan Evan joins us at Illini Pulse Rye on Twitter. Uh, head reporter, recruiting analyst for IlliniPulse.com. Joining us now on the Illini Basketball Podcast, uh, Ryan, how's it going? It's going really good, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, I think we just kind of want to ask a few questions, and we know you got a little bit of more insider uh, recruiting than we do. Um, like I was telling you before we started, we're, we kind of do game breakdown, things like that. We're new to the recruiting scene and uh, what goes into that. But um, I believe it was last week or, or two weeks ago, you put out your first two Swami picks for the class of 2021. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I did. So um, I put uh, David Jones um, from Tees Valley Christian in West Virginia. Um, and I've been kind of – was wanting to do it a lot earlier than that but um you know some of my close sources I have and you know the people close within the program he plays for have told me you know like Illinois you know been heavy has been recruiting him the hardest and he's got a really good uh relationship with Orlando Antigua and of course Andres Felice and him go way back because they were childhood friends um and I feel like you know the cultural connection there from being the, from the Dominican Republic and just the vibe that Andres Felice has and the love that he was shown, all these things are playing into why I picked uh, David Jones. It's just that um, he, he knows that he's a priority for them. Brad Underwood um, has, you know, kept close contact with him weekly. And of course, Andre uh, and Orlando Antigua is kind of like a father figure. So I picked David Jones because Illinois could use him immediately for his scoring, for his rebounding. Uh, and uh, I feel like uh, it's just a place that he feels like his home. And, um, and we've talked about him a little bit. Um, from what we've heard, he's just like a bigger version of Felice. I mean, has the same bulldog mentality. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if you watch any of the TBT, but Felice was unreal. Um, I thought uh, around the rim, he averaged like 9.5 rebounds per game. Um, and so I'm hoping that that Davy Jones is kind of in that same area, a guard that, that will play hard for you. Yeah. So. He's a, he's a bigger left-handed Andres Feliz who uh, actually shoots 42% from three point range. So wow. uh, you can add that into it. And 
And to me, you know, his coach, I talked to Travis Tarr, his head coach there at Tees Valley Christian. Um, and he just told me that people have just slept on him. Um, and he doesn't understand, didn't understand why, you know, and I knew he was a top hundred caliber guy. And then you see finally, you know, two, four, seven moved him up to like 77 nationally. So this yeah. is a really good kid, a really good player. And he was slept on, but, but to, to me, you know, don't necessarily look at, um, at the stars or the numbers for me, look at the offers of the kids sometimes too. Yeah. Like he had Oregon and Maryland you know, and Auburn has just recently offered him, you know, like that tells you something. And, you know, Florida state's in on him. Now I talked to Travis Torres coach a couple of nights ago and Leonard Hamilton, Florida state's head coach is calling him weekly now and trying to build a relationship with him. Um, and I get, that's kind of, you know, you're thinking, well, if that's the case, then how you really feel confident in Illinois. I do feel confident with Illinois because again, you can't, you can't take away you know, the, the love of the, of Andres Felice and someone who's like a, you know, a brother to him and, you yeah. know, Orlando Antigua being like a father, you just, just like Andre Curbelo. That's why Andre Curbelo came to Illinois because right. or, Orlando Antigua is, was close with his father. It was like a big an uncle who loves him. He felt safe. He wants to go somewhere where he knows he's going to be loved and treated right. Mm-hmm. You know, and kids, kids want that. And I really feel like Illinois is going to deliver that. And, he knows he's needed. And so, yeah, Andres um, – so David Jones is a bigger left-handed uh, Andres Felice in the sense of he's just an animal. He rebounds. He hits the glass. And he's a bulldog, man. And, you, and you, every every team needs that. And I'm a oh, big absolutely. fan. Oh, absolutely. I love that mentality. I mean, I that's – I think Felice is going to be the – I mean, I know Kofi and Io, we still don't know, but Felice is a huge loss for Illinois, in my opinion. Oh, yep. And, and he – and while it will hurt – this upcoming year, I feel like with uh, – but you're adding – you know, you, there's a couple more dimensions we're adding too. Like, sure. you might lose police, but you're bringing in Adam Miller, who we didn't have last year. You know, right. you didn't Absolutely. have a guy who's shooting 45% from deep and can handle the ball. And then you didn't have Andre Corbello, you know. So, it's like – Yeah. It's, there's going to be a couple more different dimensions. But, yes, Andres Felice is going to be a big loss. So, sure. um, again, I, I'm a big fan of David Jones' game, and I, I put him as a prediction. And that is exactly Good. why. The Good. second, I like to hear it. <laughs> yeah, the second one was Mac Etienne, um, who you know Illinois had has been hard on for over a year now, and uh, he came to visit for the Indiana game. Um, and actually, David Jones and him were on the same visit for the Indiana game, um, where Illinois escaped uh, by a point, and they got to see just how rowdy and raucous the State Farm Center can be, and then they saw the post-game locker room. They saw the brotherhood, the camaraderie, and how much the coaching staff, you know, loves loves the team and how just the program is just was on fire at that point, you know, and people were, like, talking about Illinois. They're ranked. They just could feel it, and that's how Illinois basketball was as we were all growing up, you know. Absolutely, like, yeah. So, so it was nice to see that again and why Mac uh, has gotten offers from other bigger schools. He hadn't got a chance to visit other places, and I put him down because he's made it clear to people, I'm, I'm only going to commit to somewhere I have visited. Okay. And this coronavirus has limited him from visiting anywhere. Right, right. So now that he's staying in the 20 class of 2021, it sounds like, you know, he's going with prep, staying prep or whatever, going to prep school. Uh, so it's, um, you know, I feel like Illinois is, is – it's Illinois' 
recruitment to lose. To lose. Yep. So and they and they know he knows too that if Kofi does come back, which I have no problem answering those questions too. Yeah, I we'll get to those. <laughs> that he knows though that he can come in and just be the man, you know, after right away. Absolutely. Yeah. Mac knows that. Even though they got Ryan Lieb, he's a guy that needs the red shirt and come in. He can yeah, be a guy. He's a he's a he needs to put some weight on, it looks like Lee does. Yep. So Yep. And so but, Mac knows he can come in and be like, Hey, I know I'm gonna get tons of minutes my first year there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and uh I know you on your periscope you said that uh if he commits earlier rather than later, Illinois has a better shot at him at getting uh ETN. Do you think that he's gonna announce sometime soon or do you think that he's still waiting yeah, after all this uh, virus stuff gets settled I, yeah, down I, or and I'm what I mean that is that I mean if I'm he's waiting till next spring. Okay. I mean, if he's waiting till next spring, I I feel like that you know that obviously you're losing a little Might strength. Be in trouble. You're, you're losing the grip on it. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, if, sure. if a kid wants to come here, he's not just gonna wait all the way till spring. Majority of the time. Yeah. Adam Miller, I think, just wanted to have his own special. You know, why didn't he sign till this point? Yeah, and Until I think I, coronavirus kind of hurt that him having what he wanted to have too. You know, um, yeah, and so. he did. And 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 in fairness, though, Adam Miller did verbally commit and have his ceremony in November. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I'm saying if Mac Etienne is waiting past the end of this year, which hopefully we have, then I would probably not feel so good about it. But okay, if we're here in oh October, November, you know, he's gonna verbally announce. I feel pretty good it's going to be uh i feel pretty good it's going to be illinois and, and trust me i don't just put those swami selections if just for hope i have i feel i try to take pride in them and that yeah people go well he's putting this for a reason because you know i'm not i don't want to do it just for people to think oh here's an attention oh he's putting some pick you <laughs> sure. know like and that's why i waited to put my first two for basketball yeah <laughs> um and so so if they do if they get at the end he's a 53 rank. I think he might've moved up from there. Um, yeah. Davy Jones, you said moved up to 77 and they got Luke good already. Who's already committed. Who's supposedly been working pretty hard on these guys. Um, yep. And uh, I saw Luke Lowry who works with you, I believe. At yes. Line I pulse um, tweeted out that uh, we needed to bring Brandon Weston on and Adam Miller uh, retweeted it and said, for sure. Uh, do you have any information on Brandon Weston? Do you think that, Illinois can land another guy. Um, do you have any ideas if they're looking at anybody else in 21 that you think that yep, they yep. might have a chance at? Yeah. So I would say, um, yeah, Luke Goody is a, just so you know, Luke Goody. Goody, Goody. I know yeah. I mess it up every time. No, it's, it's, it's okay. It's all right. I'm just doing that for Luke because, yeah, I'm you know, sure. like, heck, if people were calling me something else, I'd be like, let me get this, let's get this straight. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. And uh, people do call me other things, but it's okay. <laughs> we'll digress. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, Luke Goody uh, is doing a really good job recruiting people. And, uh, you know, he's actually, he's a top 100 player too. I, and think about how big that guy is to have, you know, obviously I'm talking about recruiting now. What's he the first player from Indiana since when the eighties? Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. To come to Illinois, you know, I'm just excited to have a shooter. I mean, I don't, yeah. I, it's been a while since Illinois just had a, that's what he does is shoot. So, but so, yeah. So um, I would say Brandon Weston is still a, a possibility. I believe he's going to go to Woodstock Academy in, in the Bronx where he's originally from. That's a prep school. So, okay. so he will not be at Morgan park anymore. I think you guys know that. 
And that's Brandon what we kind of talked about that. I mean, do you see a lot of Illinois guy, Illinois high school kids are going to leave because of how up in the air, you know, basketball is right now in Illinois? I mean, it's, it's possible. I think um, their situation for him was different just because of his age. But, okay. uh, right. yeah, he couldn't have stayed at Morgan Park anyway. But, yeah, there are going to be – Pettigrew just announced he was going to Hillcrest Prep a week yep. ago. And so. that's ex- there's an example too. So, and I don't but, blame, I mean, I can't blame some of these kids who are, you know, they're not just playing basketball just because it's fun. Right. You know, they're playing basketball because they want to be pros and they want to go somewhere where they're going to have the best chance to elevate their status and play. Because if you're not playing then no one's seeing you and, you know, and, and you know, if you love the game, you want to play. So I, and I get that. Absolutely. Um, but so besides Brandon Weston, there's one other name. And I mean, you're gonna, you're probably gonna, you know, Jordan Nesbitt. Yes. Um, and so he played, uh, plays for St. Louis Christian uh, down there, uh, obviously in St. Louis. Uh, so I watched them uh, play uh, prolific prep in the Shambana Classic last November. Of course, Coleman Hawkins was on prolific prep, so it was a perfect time to go watch prolific prep. You know, it's close, and he's coming to Illinois and. But let me tell you, Jordan Nesbitt put 37 points up that game. Caught my eye, and it definitely caught the staff's eye. Yeah. Because, you know, Orlando Antigua and Underwood and Chin were all watching very closely. And so then they got Nesbitt to come visit the same day. David Jones and Matt Etienne were there. And even though they did not offer Jordan Nesbitt that day, they offered him a week later when he put up, like, 40 points in a – you know, another tournament down in Kentucky against these top schools. Like, and Jordan Nesbitt was another kid who was under-recruited until then as well. He's now in the top 70, just like David Jones. And uh, Orlando Antigua has a very good relationship with Jordan Nesbitt as well. They are very close. Um, And, you know, when I talked to Jordan back in March about stuff, he told me that, you know, he really had hoped, he hoped Illinois was going to offer him. Well, they have now. And I would say, like, between Nesbitt and Weston, I feel good that Illinois can land one of them. If I could choose one now over the other to say who would I feel like, I could possibly put my next Swami selection. It could be Jordan Nesbitt over Weston just because I feel like I have a little bit more of a gauge on that relationship okay. than Brandon Weston. And I've, I've talked to Weston a couple times, but I haven't, you know, I have not gotten to speak to him as much as I would like to. I've talked to Jordan Nesbitt's dad, Christopher, quite a bit. So I have an idea of that recruitment a lot better. So, but Brandon Weston is a guy, obviously, who has interest in Illinois because, you know, the relationships he's got with some guys like Adam Miller and, of course, Chen Coleman and, and Orlando Antigua, who's from New York, from the, who has great ties in the New York area. So if you Mike, answer the question, I'd say Jordan Nesbitt to go along with Brandon Weston. Okay, so a chance to get both of them, or? Uh, man, you know, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, sure, in a perfect world, right? Yeah, absolutely. I just – and I haven't watched a lot of video on Nesbitt, but Weston just seems like a freakishly good athlete. I mean – Well, let me – before before I get off here and we end this with myself, Tyler, get on YouTube and look up Jordan Nesbitt, first okay. prolific prep, okay. and from Tambana Classic. All right, and you hope, and I think you'll be like, "Wow, okay, looks good." Okay, I'll check him out. I'll check him out. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm Ethan, pretty sure. Something? I'm pretty sure 
that the more we talk, we've talked about Brandon Weston for like five episodes in a row. And I'm pretty sure the more we talk about him, the less chance that he's actually going to come to Illinois because I'm pretty sure I'm more skeptical than most fans, but I just, I don't see it. I don't know. I just think we talk about him so much. Was he going to reclass? Was he going to stay in 2021? He's not going to reclass. I just don't think there's a chance. Maybe I'm too skeptical. And I also want to ask you this. How much of an impact does Brad Underwood have on recruiting um, compared to other coaches like Antigua and Coleman? Um, well, at the end of the day, uh, Brad, uh, Brad Underwood has to be the closer, you know. He has to close the deal. Uh, and I feel like there's times it's just invaluable to have guys like, you know, Antigua, you know, and Coleman who can – just relate to these kids and just make them feel comfortable and at ease. And then at the end of the day, these kids, they want to see how Brad coaches. They want to see how he is with the kids and environments like Mac Etienne and Jones and Nesbitt got to see how Brad is with the guys. Like he showed how much love and compassion he gave those guys, big hugs. They, you know, they did, they took a water bath together, you know, after the Indiana game and they, they just, he could feel the love. They could feel the love. So Underwood, has to be the closer here because as much as you know we like to think well oh Orlando Antigua was the only reason maybe kids come because he's such a great recruiter at the end of the day Underwood's the one calling the shot so uh right. they, they know at the end of the day if they're playing or not playing because of Brad Underwood so yeah it is very important you know to have uh uh Underwood and he has done a good job as well closing the deal here because uh, he does go on these recruiting trips and uh, without that you know I think that's something that maybe I haven't talked about as enough enough is that Brad Underwood you know does have to close the deals here I think but again Antigua and Coleman I think are really establishing the roots the trust and then at the end of the day Col uh, Underwood uh, has to finish the deal. So we've we've talked a lot about Antigua and Coleman what are your thoughts on Gentry is he yeah. out there getting guy I mean do you think he's going to be a big yep. benefit to I, I saw that he's going to you know work Texas harder um, things like that since he has that SFA relationship um, yeah. is there any guys that he's going after right now well I can tell you Stephen Gentry is a big reason that Luke Goody came to Illinois okay Stephen Gentry was the head on Luke Goody okay um, yeah so he was the head for Luke Goody so he has more than already done his um due diligence already and within a year you know he got the yeah. first you know land helped him land the first commit for 2021 but yeah yeah gentry does a really good job of guys i think Jaden shut from 2022 mm -hmm. you know this really there's some talented kids that kids from like yorkshire you know gentry's in on some kids they all have their own niches and areas and types of of kids that they go after you know and and geographical locations yeah. but but Gentry definitely was the lead on Luke Goody. If so. he's going after shooters, I'm a big fan. So <laughs> Yeah, and I think that is kind of what Gentry's going for. Yeah, good. That's good to hear. Um, next, uh, Ben Stanley. I don't know if you know much about him. Um, from Hampton, he's a, a tra in the transfer portal. Illinois has reached out to him. Um, six foot six, 225-pound, redshirt junior. He had all big South honors uh, with 22 points per game, 7.2 rebounds and 1.5 blocks. Do you know any information about him? If Illinois is still working on him, um, I think that Illinois could really use a, a four man like him, um, especially losing Griffin and, uh, you know, Tavion. I, you, I just, 
have you heard any information about him or do you have anything on him? Well, yeah, I mean, they're still in the running for him. I know that. And so uh, I know that they're, de- you know, you can't deny his numbers. And I think it'd be silly for them to not do their due diligence on a kid like that, that, you know, you feel like could help you next year. So um, I feel like, you know, I don't have any, I can't give you any inside scoop about, oh, are they going to land him? But I know that, uh, that they do want him and that they're still in the running for him. And uh, I feel like they'd accept him for sure if he, if he comes. Yeah. So, yeah. and I, you know, there was a lot of rumblings like, oh, Jermaine Hamlin's leaving, you know, Jermaine Hamlin's going to leave and go to Western Illinois. The only way I feel that was going to happen is if they landed that Alex, you know, Chiku kid who. Yeah. Who ended up going to Alabama. Yeah. And I get he's a top, what, like 20 talent. You yeah. know, who reclass and trust me, Illinois would have found room for him. And so, you know, that's the only way I could have seen Hamlin leaving. But from all everything I know right now, Hamlin's gonna stay because they need him, you know. They do need him. Okay. Hamlin's we're not we're not big on Hamlin, but I teach you know, I'm not saying I'm not <laughs> look, you will you're not catching me dead saying he's good or bad. I'm just right. saying they're gonna they need, need a bo- that body. They need his body for sure because they sure. needed it last year. Sure, yeah. yeah. And so th- there's going to be more days where Kofi is in foul trouble or Kofi, right. you know, you know what I'm saying, or he's – who knows? Maybe he's just needs a breather. You know, mm-hmm. you're not going to keep Kofi in all game. Hamlin can provide you those minutes, and I think he's going to – he's getting stronger too. Do I think he's going to be an all-Big Ten player? No. Do I think he can be a serviceable dude, a good – a, a decent player. You got to remember now. Remember Maverick Going Morgan. Going minutes, sure. Yeah, remember Maverick Morgan, what we thought of him his first three years? Yeah. And then his senior season, Maverick Morgan was actually pretty good. Yeah, you know? right. So, I right. feel like that's the kind of career you're going to see from Jermaine Hamlin. Okay. Before we talk about Kofi and Io, which is bound to happen, um, I want to ask you about Brad Underwood because I – have been uh, a large critic of his when it comes to actual coaching and what he's done as a coach, not really counting the recruiting, but I feel like the, I said this earlier in the episode when we pre-recorded the first part, the national view of Underwood is far different from, I think the fans view and what a lot of people around think. What do you think of Underwood overall as a coach? Um, well, you know what? I like, I do like his style um, because to me, I think maybe that's maybe how I grew up with kind of coaches that weren't, you know, he's just different than Gross. Gross was, you know, like cheer everybody up and, hey, we'll get them next time and clap, clap, clap. Let's all be happy and friends. And sure, that can happen and that can be good. You can have success doing that. But Underwood is just holding you accountable and he's not afraid to get in your grill and say, let's go man up. And, you know, and sometimes he may not use the best words and it offends people or whatever. But I feel like the players who come to Illinois, if you're going to commit to Illinois, you already should know how Underwood is. Underwood's not going to, you know, sugarcoat anything. He's going to be stern about it. And if you're not doing it how he wants it done, he's going to let you know about it. And if you don't, you're going to sit on the bench, you know. Uh, So he, he comes from. Uh, Frank Martin and Bob Huggins, and you can see the success Huggins has had his whole career. Uh, so I feel like I like it. Uh, I feel like it was a change and something we needed uh, for the program. 
because um, Weber was not that. Gross was not that. I feel like we needed a style change. You know, I know some guys have not. Mark Smith couldn't handle it, okay? And mm-hmm. that is why Mark Smith transferred because he could not handle it. He was coddled, and he was just told how great and wonderful he was. And then when Brad Underwood let him know, hey, you're not as good as you think you are. You need to get it together. You need to man up and take accountability. He didn't want to take accountability. He wanted to go cry and run off to Missouri, and he did. And so I actually like Brad Underwood and his style. Um, some people may not, but I don't have a problem with it. And I think he's a very good coach. And if you look down at, at South, at Stephen F. Austin, nobody has had that kind of success in that program since, or in that conference since he's left. You know, as much as that Southland Conference is not some titanic and giant, how many other programs have you seen go 52 and four in the last five, six years? Right. You right. have not. I think I, I, I love his coaching style. Um, I think maybe Ethan was getting at more his X's and O's, um, ha- how he actually coaches the game, um, the flow of the game. Uh, I know a lot of people said, oh, you know, he changed everything that he had. You know, he was this press guy, press guy, press guy. And, you know, he – he took his medicine, as they say, and now. But it wasn't that he took his medicine. It's that he had Kofi in the middle. Um, any any coach well, players, can coach can with a Kofi in the middle. Yeah. I, I can tell you, players are a huge deal uh, of, of winning for anybody. Yeah. Even, and I think Mike, his recruiting has been yeah. phenomenal. If Mike I think that's a big part of it. If Mike Shashevsky was playing with Northwestern's talent, I don't. Do you really think he'd have all the titles he has? Probably. You know. Probably. No. Talent is a huge deal. It's a huge part of it. Now I'll get to the X and O's of this. Since I didn't, I, I was just kind of, you said, what do I think of Brad Underwood? Well, yeah, I no, no, Brad, I get, I get what you're saying. No. Yeah, I, Brad I Underwood won a whole lot of games at, at Stephen F. Austin and then came to Oklahoma State, who had, who was 12 and 20 the year before, took them to the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, and so then he, he had a great and, point guard. <laughs> yeah, he had, a, he had Juwan. Yeah, I get it. But still, <laughs> but you know what? Travis Ford had a good point guard. He was he was a sure. freshman, sure. but still, Travis Ford had the same talent. And, uh, and like I said, we you know we we break down games and we do that thing. And so so maybe we're overly critical, and and that's probably what it is. But I I just think are. that's yeah we are. It's so. okay. It's all right, yeah. and that's okay. But um yeah. but yeah. So and then um you know of course last year I know it took another extra year longer than we thought, but again. I think many people thought guys like Mark Smith would stick around and, and maybe be better than they were, you know, two years ago. But in, and then what you see last year, he did make changes though. And so you guys do the game breakdowns. I just watched every game once, a couple games I watched twice, but I saw differences in him. Obviously the defensive adjustment with you're not pressing and going for steals and passing lanes every game, right. you know, three, right. that helped, you know, yeah. that did help. Well, and um, and Io not being a freshman, and I mean Illinois was in games a, a year ago when Io was a any games. Yeah, they were in games. They just didn't have a closer, and Io yeah. became the closer, um, the, which helped those first, a lot. Even in Underwood's first year, they blew so many games, like mm-hmm. that Maryland game. It was, yeah, you know, with Demonte Williams threw the inbounds pass to the other hoop, and it was, <laughs> it, yeah. you know, and and then I'm just yeah, so. There was a lot of bad luck in there the first couple of years too, but um, the, he, he was not scared to make his defensive adjustment, which goes to show you a smart coach. Right. You know, he goes, how am I going to win here? 
I feel like he could have won. Had he you had get a Kofi. guy like Kofi, that's how you win. Yeah. <laughs> to protect had, the rim. <laughs> if he had Kofi, he could have probably still played. They could have played a little bit more pressure defense, I feel like, when you have Kofi. Sure. Because then you got a guy at the rim there where you can feel like, well, we can take some risks. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, they decided to do more of like a pack line type deal. And, yeah. And he did. I think that, uh, you know, Jones got in his trouble and, you know, Underwood kind of, I, whatever happened, happened. Um, but it made Illinois not as deep too last year. So, so backing off of the defense, um, you know, saved guys' legs a lot. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. So at the end of the day, uh, I, think that he made the necessary adjustments which was smart so i'm really happy that tyler underwood and stephen gentry and them all concocted their statistical percentages of oh i don't know i would love to see the metrics of all that but apparently they knew what they were talking about because it worked out yep absolutely and tyler underwood's coming back for season number six so and i'm i'm excited i'm excited for that i'm ready for social media to say why is tyler playing (laughs) why is tyler underwood yeah Um, But yeah, uh, I guess on to Kofi and Io, they, uh, I don't know how combines work, but they got voted in the NBA combines. Um, There's been no date given on the combine. Uh, Kofi went back to New York, um, from what I've heard, and Io has been on campus working out. Um, As of right now, they have till August 3rd to make their decision. Do you think the NCAA will move that back? do you think they'll move back to August 3rd date once they find out when uh, combines are going to be, or do you think that that's final right now? I mean, I think with this state of how everything is now in sports that yes, there is a possibility they move it back more, but as of right now, um, we're going with August 3rd and I believe Kofi's going to be back uh, and announce that before I will. Um, and yes, he did go home, but from what I was told, it was family related. So, okay. uh, mm-hmm. and, and one, <clears throat> and some of the sources that I have basically told me that we're not concerned or worried about Kofi leaving. Oh, really? Okay. Good news. And that's, yeah. And that's, and I trust, trust, I trust these guys. Okay. Uh, you know, obviously I would, uh, so now IO is the one, of course, even I am not going to come out here and say, yeah, he'll be back. I, I just feel in my heart that he will, and it's a gut that he will be back. Do I okay. know that? No. Yeah, you've, I, I know you've been probably, from the people that. I've seen, you've probably been the most, I think, Io has a chance of coming back. Um, me and yeah. Ethan, we're both on the, there's no way. Um, but, I mean, I would love it. It'd be amazing. But here, here's, why, here's why there's a chance, and this is my opinion. I mean, you, I'd love to hear why – you know, a rebuttal is that if he goes into these things, okay, let's say he goes to the draft combine and they say, you know what, this year there's just too many guys in front of you. You know, we got you ranked you're 50 or 55 out of 60. We can't guarantee you're going to get picked, but we there's a good chance you, you will get picked in the second round. We can't tell you where. But if you come back next year and we see who's all leaving this year, next year, you got you already got Andy Katz saying that he could – be up there with Luca Garza for a national player of the year type deal. He's going to get all these more accolades and he's going to have a potential top 10 Illini team. And, you know, there's millions and millions of dollars there on the table for you for next year. You know, like I feel like that can speak to a kid to go, listen, you did bring Illinois back. You did help them achieve what you said you would. 
but right now this year you're still you're only going to be a junior you know uh you can come back next year and we have a, a, the, those scouts are going to tell them hey we feel like you're a for sure first rounder next year you go back you come back yeah that can make a kid go you know what okay i can not only achieve even more greatness at illinois but i got more i got millions of dollars on the table waiting for me but I feel like the experts have been telling him that, and he just says, I'm fully committed to staying in. Um, so that, that's, that's where my thing is. And then also, what if we don't even have a season this year? I mean, what's yes. – Well, that's the difference. And I will tell you, and we, that's, see, that's another story entirely, though. Right. So if, if we want to talk about will he come back if we're having a season. Right. If we're not having a season, then it doesn't matter. You know, I, I feel like these kids will try to – I think Iowa will probably leave. I think Kofi will too. Yeah. If we don't have a season. So, yeah. and that's right. how just, are they going to be able to make that decision? Like, because you know, the NCAA is not going to put that out until uh, two weeks like before. Here's what, here's where I believe what will happen is if they cancel the season this year, those kids that decided to not go in the draft or stay, they're going to give them a chance or a waiver to, to just go do their own thing. And okay. I feel like, because at the end of the day, that's, I don't see them hampering or telling a kid, hey, here's your deadline. Oh, but by the way, now we're not having a season. So you're just screwed entirely. There's going to be too many there, – there's going to be too much of an uproar. And with our day and age now, with everything going on, I feel like that that's what will happen. But I'm still hopeful we're going to have a season. I really do feel like if at the end of the day they may just do a, a January 1st – a January – a 2021, basically January to March season. Mm-hmm. And then kind of conference slate stuff, uh, and then go from there to see how we are as a nation, you know. Yeah, uh, like they're they're like they're doing with football. It's only yeah, which, be conference yeah, I games. Feel, I feel uh, way more confident we're going to have a basketball season than we are a football season right now. Um, but it sounds like they're doing the ten game football slate. I feel like you're just going to do a conference slate at least for basketball. Okay. Right. Yeah. I so think, I think that the sports or the College basketball gods over the last 15 years do not want Illinois to be that super squad that they would be if Kofi and Io came back. So, again, being skeptical, but that's just how I feel. I don't think they would allow Illinois to have as good of a team as they would have next year if they both came back. Yeah, and you know what? I couldn't blame you for that opinion because literally it feels like if something could go wrong, it has gone wrong. The life and, of an and, Illinois fan. <laughs> yeah, trust me. I was right there with you because obviously I'm an Illini fan, and I'm thinking we're having one of the best years we've had in how long? And of course, a freaking world health crisis pandemic yeah. comes in to a, to to ruin our first NCAA tournament <laughs> seven years. Yeah. Like seriously, I was so I was so agitated. It was unreal. I, I, it, it, I was like I said, if you would if you could have woke me up out of a a, a a sleep and said, "Hey, guess what?" Yeah, the season's over, pandemic. I would have said, oh, of course it is. Of course it is. Of course we're ranked and nationally relevant, and now the season's over. So, <laughs> right, yep. Yeah. They actually uh, they canceled everything on my birthday, so worst birthday present ever. But. So to answer that, I believe Kofi will be back. I feel uh-huh. pretty confident of that, and I feel like it's, it's still 50-50-ish for Io to come okay. back, and that – it's not gone because you got to remember if that was the case, he would tell me why he's waited though. Why is he, why did he not just come out now and say, I'm not coming back. Yeah. That's very true. Uh, yeah. He can do sense. that at any moment. Yep. Yep. But he hasn't. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, the last thing I have, um, and I don't know how much, how much insight you have to the team and, you know, where they're at now. Um, but last year we, me and Ethan, before we started our podcast, we did our surprise pick of the year who we thought would have a good season that nobody was really talking about. Um, I picked, uh, Bosman Verdonk. Uh, sadly he got hurt. Um, you know, didn't, didn't get much time. Uh, Ethan picked Griffin, you know, big shocker there, you know, nobody saw that coming, but, um, hey, but he, uh, read, he must've read my article. Cause I, <laughs> I, I actually wrote one cause I talked to all Griffin's, uh, coach, uh, uh Patrick Massaroni from Stepanak. And he told me, he said, he told me over the summer that Alan Griffin was going to have a breakout time, breakout year. Uh-huh. So, and he did. Yeah. And you know what? I feel like you should stick with, go do Bosman's Verdonk again this year. And I this think year. Might. And well, that's what I was going to ask. Um, the word is that he's, that he's more athletic. He's getting stronger. Underwood said that he's been very excited about him. Adam Miller's even tweeted that the man is a monster quote unquote. Um, do you think that he's going to be a big factor this year? Um, will he be able to replace guys like Griffin and Jones? Um, and will he see much time with Hutcherson and Grandison coming back? Uh, yeah, I really, I think, I think you're going to see him fill in more kind of where Kipper was. If you think okay. about it, you well, know, he's going to get those. Can't do work, but sorry. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, yeah. Uh, and, and you know what? I was proud of how Kipper finished the year. Honestly, Kipper right? did finish the year strong. Uh, we gave Kipper a lot of grief throughout the season. Um, and he finished strong. It's, it's amazing. And, and I hate to say it, but, but sometimes getting bigger, like Kipper got, he got big. Um, yeah. That, that ruins your touch. I mean, he, he was a shooter and he couldn't find the rim sometimes it seemed. So. Yeah. And you know what is proud of, I, I was super proud of Kipper how he ended the year, because let me tell you, he was everybody's whooping boy on social media. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. just like, trust me. If you, I try to put myself in that situation, you know, like what if that was us and yeah. Everybody's everybody's watching every game, and then they're just like, "Oh, Kipper sucks, Kipper sucks, Kipper sucks every game." And then yep. it's like, "Hey, fix it, man! Get your head out of your butt." Yeah, I think and he then, got. We do we do a player of the game every game, and I think he got like the last two games. I gave it to him because uh, defensively he played very well, and he didn't make stupid mistakes. He he had a tendency to make a lot of stupid mistakes, but. Um. So I think I like your Benjamin Bosman's Verdonk for this year. Uh. I think you're going to see him playing more of kind of where Kofi, I mean, Kipper played. And then you're going to see him probably doing some spelling for Georgie too. Uh, I really would love to see, you know, for me, I could say Georgie, right? Like what would you guys like to see Georgie from his freshman season? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I feel like, man, that would make, when Georgie played well, Illinois was really good. Like really good. And then when Georgie struggled, you'd have, you know, either Kofi would play real well or Iowa would, or Trent would go off. And then Kofi or Iowa would struggle, you know. So it was never like, hey, Georgie's always solid. We know what we're getting from Georgie. It was always like, what are we getting from Georgie? You know, like a couple of games, Georgie, I'm like, why is Georgie playing? Yeah. And I think a big part of that was he played the five his whole freshman year. And then you move him to the four. And, I mean, he's – I know he's not built like a five, but he is not – he doesn't handle the ball well enough for a four, I don't believe. But But he can – the thing was, he just did not take advantage of finishing around the rim with both mm-hmm. hands. Like his freshman season, I remember against Rutgers when he had the scoring title for freshman, he was just a, a monster, like taking it to his left, taking it to his right, and using that to his advantage against the guys who were guarding him. Because I feel like 
they were just thinking, oh, he's going to drive to his left. He's not going to finish. He would finish with his left. And then he'd go to his right hand, and people would say, oh, he was just finishing with his left. He'd finish with his right hand. Right. You know, so that was his footwork and his ability to use both hands are part of his advantage, and he was not using that last year. And I think another uh, off season of, of working on the four and, you know, playing with Kofi, I think that, that he's going to have another, you know, good season. Um, I've heard – I'm going to say Austin – Austin Hutcherson is uh, is a guy that I'm going to say would be uh, real excited about. So look yeah. for him. I know he's thin, but let me tell you what, I know the staff's excited about what he's going to bring to the table. And, uh, yeah, so Austin uh, Hutcherson is yeah. my and, I mean, if if I owe, if Kobe comes back, which you seem to think that he's probably, you know, pretty close to saying he's coming back. Um, if him and Io come back, this team is going to be so deep. Um, it, it's going to be amazing. I mean, it's going to be a fun year. If they oh, play. yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. And, uh, Ethan, I know, do you have anything else for me? I'll give, I got one more quick one if you do. Otherwise, I'm going to uh, thank you guys for having me on here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks for coming. Else. Yeah. Oh, um, all right. Hey, yeah, this was, uh, this was fun, man. And uh, I will definitely be giving you guys a plug. And uh, uh, I've enjoyed it. And you know what? In the future – if you ever want me back, just let me know, and I got no problems jumping on. Yeah, well, we thank Definitely. you for coming. Um, if you guys want to check out Ryan, he is at uh, it's alineipulse.com, correct? Um, it is. And, it's alineipulse.com, yep. And uh, follow him on Twitter, at alineipulserye. Uh, he does periscopes every once in a while, gives out his Swami picks. Uh, what are your uh, percentages on your Swami picks, by the way? Well, I can. Well, since I've just done – I'm just starting for basketball so far. We'll see. No one has – no okay. one, nothing's happened yet. But I can tell you what my website picks are for football, and they are perfect. So, okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so – and, uh, yeah, so I take pride in that, and I even have time stamps on there and date so people can – anybody want to question it or, uh, you know, or say, hey, anybody want to question those and say, when did you say that? You didn't say that. What day did you say <laughs> it? I put it there. Yeah. So, yeah, awesome. so far I haven't missed for football. I don't plan on missing, but no one's perfect. Uh, so don't expect perfection. But, yeah, I, I try my best to – when I'm informed of something happening, I want to put them on there. And it's – you know what? And it's fun for every fan to just kind of – I want to get fans excited about it. That's why I do it. Because it sure. gives little people some – a little bit of that buzz, you know, where you're like, oh, crap. Like, if you guys are like me, before I had a Twitter and all that, you know, you would just look online for anything you could to be like, oh, who's the next commit? So, to me – it's just fun to kind of do that stuff. And when I have a little inside leg on it, I like to let everybody else know about it. So, yep. And it's, it's uh, all free, right? All your stuff's free, That's free knowledge. Problem. It's free. And you know why I do it? Because I was, I was wanting to get anything I could before I got to establish to have some credibility and get some contacts and some sources. And that's why I want to come on here with you guys and you guys are starting your own thing. That's where I was five almost five years ago i jumped on and started my website and got on twitter and and it and takes a while to build it but you can do it and i definitely approve of anyone who wants to do that so well thanks thanks again for coming on we appreciate it and i uh, hope you have a good saturday all right yeah you too tyler thanks a lot ethan